Hello to anybody and everybody that's listening. This is the N. Lopez Podcast, and I'm Nathaniel Lopez, the host. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to be receiving a phone call shortly by our guest, and it'll be conducted over the phone. Who am I hosting Today on this episode, episode 16, Raymond Alvarez. He's a drummer. He's an Arizona drummer. He just lives a little farther away than than me. So he was not able to make it all the way up here. But, uh, you know, he's going to call right now. And uh, I hope you enjoy this... uh, this different episode. All right, and we're recording. I'm here with Raymond Alvarez, the drummer. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yep. And what I do. And we are we're talking over the phone. He's, we are. Yes. Are you, so do you live in Tombstone now, or are you in Douglas still? I live in Bisbee. You live in Bisbee. All your phone, your phone caller ID said Tombstone. <laughs> I know, for some weird reason. I mean, that would be really sad to live in Tombstone. Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, it would be really sad to live in <laughs> Tombstone. So, oh, man. So what's new, man? I haven't I haven't seen you in it, years. It, you know what? It has been years. They, I, you know, it's funny. I was going back through memories last night, and I was thinking, man, when's the last time I saw you? And I think the last time I saw you was when, before I died, did like a... We were supposed to do a headline in San Manuel at like the basketball court. Yeah, dude. And I think um, it's oh. funny because you were talking to Garrett. Yeah. And I remember the hot chicks got the police called on them. Yeah, that was a yeah. I remember that show. You guys, you guys came all the way down and fucking fucking cops came. Dude, I remember their drummer. I can't remember his name, but he still was playing. Yeah. And the cop went up to him with a can of mace and was just yelling at him because he wouldn't stop playing. Yeah, that shit was crazy. I remember. Yeah, oh. I felt so bad for you guys because you guys drove all the way fucking down there. Oh, it was fine. But uh, it's funny. I don't know if um, if B-Rod listens to this, but I remember Gus was pretty disappointed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, Gus, are you, are you good? Do you need anything? And I saw a mic stand standing there, and I was like, ah, just... So we we needed a mic stand. So, so you guys snagged the mic stand. Yeah. That's fucking yeah. punk, look, punk rock. Back, yeah, but looking back at it, I was like, man, that was a little shit. Uh, Dude, we were, we were all fucking shitheads. <laughs> fucking, yeah, dude, that was like 2015, 14. Yes, yeah, I wasn't even out of high school yet. Yeah, neither was I, I don't think so. Fucking probably like 2014. Damn, it's been like five years since I've really yeah. seen you. I think yeah, I might yeah. might have seen you in Bisbee at one point, but... Yeah, but I've, I've been seeing all that you and Efren are doing since then, man, and it's so awesome. Yeah, we do a lot of shit. Yeah, that's great. Uh, did Toilet already perform, was it Hotel Books? Oh, so I don't not hotel. We were supposed to play the trophy eyes. Yes. But then that fucking fell through. What happened with that? Uh, the promoters just was like, I don't know if it was the promoter's fault or if it was the fucking um, 
if it was trophy eyes, but all all the the promoter had said was sorry, you know, um, we because they they switched venues on us, and then um, some other band was on the show. I guess trophy eyes was bringing another band with them on that show, so like yeah, they kind of just didn't want you on the show, or just they didn't need another band. So it's like oh well, that fucking sucks. Yeah, dude. Ugh. But that's that's life, man. Um, yeah, no, it is. It is. Ah, fucking how's uh, how's the drumming going? Drumming's going good, man. Uh, I'm currently working on some stuff with Gus, Dustin, Joe, all the before I die guys. And all the before I guys. The before I guy, all before I gay guys. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're starting something new. Uh, it's called Hereafter, and we just shot a video for it. And we're trying to put that out soon. Damn, that's uh, what's up. It is, dude. It's it's really nice to get back into the swing of things. I feel old. I feel fat. I feel like I can't do a lot of things that I was able to do back when I was... Right, dude, I feel the same way. I don't even look the same anymore. I'm way more pudgy. Dude, exactly. Uh, my fiance's pregnant right now, so I've gained like, a lot of sympathy weight. Oh, because, shit. Dude. Uh, I feel, yeah, I've gained like Two pan sizes. Two pan sizes. Yeah, man, me too. Yeah. You know, that's just, you know, I really hit my freshman 15 hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I'm going for it. But mm-hmm. fucking A, man. Um, well, tell us a little bit about Before I Die. When did um, when did all of that happen? Because I remember the first time we ever played with you guys was like, you guys came down to a Simon Wall show, and it was my and Efren's old band, Armada's. Yeah, so that was before Forever We're Forgotten. Forever. Yeah, that was actually wow. like whenever Forever We're Forgotten was split into two different bands, really. Oh, shit. Wow, it has been that long. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I came through a, across a picture. Uh, There's that group photo we all took. Yeah, and like Silence is Golden is there. Yes, that's back when Sean had his, um, his, his dreads. dreads. Yeah. Rastafari. Pastafari. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, um, I think that was, like, the first time we ever really interacted with you guys, and um, you guys would always come down to San Juan a lot. Yeah, it was really cool. We were just, we were just trying to get our name out. further out, yeah, further out than, than Tucson, because I remember we hadn't played Phoenix yet, mm-hmm. we're like, let's, let's do these shows in San Manuel, and I think we, I think it was Wasted Youth that introduced us to V-Rod. Oh, right on, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking! He would tell us about the shows in San Manuel, and we're like, dude, let's go out there. Like, why are we? Why are we hearing about this? And let's just go out there and try it. Yeah, they weren't bad, you know, for the time. No, I remember. It was cool. They had like kids coming out, though. That's what was really cool. To yeah, me. you know, the fucking town didn't have shit going on in it, so it, you know, um, the shows there would be pretty fucking packed for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. I remember you guys were like the hometown heroes too. I remember you guys had like a lot of friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. no one fucking, no one does shit like that, which sucks because that oh. in turn makes it harder whenever you have a falling out with someone that makes music because you're like, well, yes. who the fuck am I going to find? And then you might have to ask someone to learn how to play an instrument. Mm, yep. It was like that in Douglas Soup for a little while, man. Yeah, how's it, how's it looking now? <sighs> man, there's no bands in Douglas anymore, sadly. Like, there's no, there's no music scene in Douglas, sadly. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a main vocalist from Screams of Era. His name was uh, Josue Lopez. And he, when he passed away, I think it kind of 
it took the music scene away because I remember his band Screams of Era was around. It was before I die, and every Halloween we'd throw like an annual Halloween show at the park. And yeah, get all these kids out. We do costume contests. We you know that's give out tight. Pride. That's tight. Yeah, and then after he sadly passed away, it just kind of kind of stopped. Yeah, that sucks. And then life, man. Yeah, we got older. Uh, Everybody but, has jobs now, real jobs. Yeah, <laughs> Gotta make yep. a living. Yes, exactly, man. I just started. I was doing. I was slinging coffee for a while, and I started at a bank recently, and it's just so much more different. Like, suit and tie, like have to put on, you know, have to put on a, a real nice, you know, stern customer service voice and just, you know, just tell people it's cool. Like it, it it's from where I'm at, but it's, it's yeah. different. I'm like getting older now. Yeah, you know, just maturing, and uh, our music is probably maturing a little bit too. Yeah, but uh, you know, it reminded me that I have to send you. I forgot to send you our new track through email. I really want you to listen to it before it hits. Oh fuck yeah! I'm down as fuck. You yeah, know? and then. The guys put a lot of hard work into it. Yeah, I, I see. I see uh, Joe always posting stuff, and you guys. I, does, is Joe the one that's recording all this? Yes, yes, Joe. He and he, man, to see where Joe's come from. Because I remember we went to a few recording studios, and it was just like it, it was great. But then the money we were dishing out was a little like, man, like why can't we just buy the equipment ourselves and learn how to do it? And then. You know, it's back when Joey Sturgis started putting out all his plugins, and yeah, Joey did it. All these other artists like Cameron Mizell and I can't remember the music name. Like they put out their own plugins and their own drum samples. Like uh, Matt Halpern from Periphery. Like, nice. well, I can do, put out my drum samples. And then, you know, it just makes it makes recording in a certain space on your own a lot easier. Yeah, I would imagine we. Uh... You know, we we've tried doing that. We just weren't. I don't think we were as disciplined with it. We were just we get lazy. Yeah, exactly. No, and then there have been times where we just we don't record for like months, and then we'll finally say like, oh, you know, we have this idea. Let's record, and then we have to learn how to do it. We're like, all right, yeah. What do we, now, like the plugins and all that, you know, all that cool. Shit. Exactly. Get the 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 theme and the tone. Makes the tune. Exactly. Um, so when did, uh, when did your involvement in music, like, when did that really happen for you? How old were you or like? Yeah. Um, you know, I want to say like my, my, I've always had drummers in the family. My dad, my uncle, both my grandfathers were drummers. So there was never like a drum set that was too far away from where I was. Oh shit. I remember, remember being about like seven or eight. There was me and my older brother that competing to play the drums. So my grandfather tried both of us out because he's like, hey, if I'm, if I'm going to go one day, I want to leave it to someone who can play. So I think my he just, he just didn't have the flow. I, I think the first album I really listened to that really got me inspired to play the drums was uh, Appetite for Destruction. Right on. Yeah, by Guns N' Roses. As soon as I heard that, that whole album through, I just... I wanted to pick up sticks. Like I want to learn how to play drums. I want to do it, and I just kind of would just fiddle on my grandpa's drum set a lot. I think he saw me playing, and he was like, "Well, you know, you look like you can hold a beat, so let's just keep you going." So for a long time, my grandfather taught me a lot of stuff. Right on. That's fucking awesome as shit, dude. Very grateful. And when did you um, 
when did you start to like get your own like sense of music and like your own style and stuff? You know, it's so funny, man, because I remember I was that kid in high school who would listen to like, you know, the real butt rock and then the real like G unit. I remember it was yeah. the G <laughs> back when I was like, like going into middle school or like 12, 13, being in like this real gangster ass shit, wearing South Pole all the time. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fucking and South Pole. Dude, G-Unit pants. Remember when G-Unit came out with their own line of clothes? Yeah, I, I, dude, I forgot about all of those clothes, except for Echo. For some reason, Echo still haunts me. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'll see Echo at, like, Marshalls. I'm like, damn. I remember those days. I remember, like, everyone dying to get some Echo. No wonder why it's at Marshalls now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're just at Marshalls, all the reject shit. Um, but then I met Dustin, our guitar player. I was in maybe... He was in eighth grade. I was in seventh grade. Yeah. And introduced me to the Devil Wears Prada. All right, and right on. That was back when Devil Wears Prada came out with. Remember, like old Prada. Yeah. When they were just they were just making up like weird shit. Like uh, I remember what was the name of the song? It was uh, Texas South. And dogs can grow beards all over. Yeah, that was like a thing for the longest time to just like make super crazy like long song names mm -hmm. yeah and they were it was it was almost like the fall of troy style where it was just kind of like just playing dissonant chords and just, just screaming yeah and knowing what the hell you're doing and that was the first time i heard that and i was like whoa what's this metalcore what's this hardcore and then uh from then you know attack 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 got really huge and then all those, all those like scene ween bands, like What Was Me, and yeah. We uh, we came as Romans and everything. We, that's I was like, whoa, skinny jeans. What's up with this? Let's do it. Right, fucking skinny grow my jeans. Bang, grow my bangs out. Asking Alexandra. <laughs> that was my first concert, man. Was asking Alexandra. Asking Alexandra was your first concert, yeah. right yep. on. Yeah, sadly, sadly, yeah. <laughs> sadly. Now you look at you look back at it with retrospect. Yeah, dude, I hear dudes talk about like, man, I remember my first concert was fucking Fleetwood Mac back in, especially all these old hippies. That yeah. And I, I remember my first concert was Fleetwood Mac and all these these really cool old stoner hippies who went to Woodstock here and just hearing their stories. I'm like, oh yeah, I went to Asking Alexandra at the Rialto in like 2010. You're like, what? What the, what the hell is even that? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that a thing? It's like, well, how was she? How was she? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's an old ass guy. But, yeah, man. Uh, it was one of those times. I, I don't know. Were you ever into, like, any of that scene days over when it came about? I mean, very loosely. I was into, like, I was, like, super into Blink-182 and, like, kind of punkish. And then I remember whenever, I don't know if I was super, like, scene, like into the scene, but I remember I fell in love with like Sense Fail and shit, and then oh, yeah. eventually towards like 2012, I started to listen to more of those bands like um, Of Mice and Men and all that shit. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Thinking, thinking about it, it doesn't seem so long ago where that was like metal at the time. Yeah. But now I like who's back on the radio now? Like I know. Like, uh, the last time I listened to, like, main metal radio, it's, it's it's a lot of, you know, octane butt rock, but, I mean, it's yeah what's in right now. Yeah, butt rock is in. 
butt rock is but it makes me feel like man one day i'm gonna love all this butt rock and then i think you, real. i think you hit a point where you just like become cool with it and you're standing outside um at a barbecue you're chilling with all these other dudes that are your age and you're wearing maybe you're wearing some nice leather sandals and you're just listening to butt rock on the radio standing by the grill while wearing socks exactly with your sandals. <laughs> exactly yeah, it's not too hot out. It's not too cold. I think I'll wear some socks with my man. It's the perfect weather for grilling. <laughs> for grilling. Have kids running around. I'll be like, hey, get back. You, you get inside. Now. You settle down. They're not you doing settle. anything. Come listen to these bangers. Come listen to Asking Alexandra, boy. <laughs> Come listen to Asking Alexandra. Who is she, Dad? It's not a fucking girl. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking about all this thinking about what all these kids are listening to now too man like um that one song that's going crazy right now old town road oh my god that song's terrible dude i saw a video of that dude performing at an elementary school and those kids are going crazy they know all the lyrics and these kids are within the range of like five to eight years old and they're going bananas with this dude that is gnarly don't you wish that like the music that we make could get out there like that i wish well, but then you think about like bands like Underoath doing a reunion right now. And yeah, I think they broke up in like two thousand eight. It was a sad like time. Ah, was it two thousand eight? I think it was after two thousand ten because I think it was yeah. after um, disambiguation. Yes, because Aaron left, and then they made disambiguation. Yeah, so it was it was about two thousand ten. Yeah, when they Barbara Spencer still had dreads. Yeah, dude, fucking Underoath's awesome. I know, yeah, I, well, I think I spent, God, I spent so much money going to the reunion tour, into the marquee in Phoenix, and that was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Yeah, so, I imagine it would be fucking awesome. I saw them at good. the marquee way back, um, it was yeah. like, when they, when they whenever they went around tour with, like, As I Lay Dying and mm-hmm. Acacia Strain. Dude, before Tim was all crazy. That shit is gnarly. Dude, that is not, and then he got out scot-free, like, I think he only served, like, two, two years, two and a half years out of, a, like, a ten-year sentence. Man, good behavior. He's like, don't yeah. worry, these, I'm not on steroids anymore, and I found, I've re-found God. <laughs> pinky promises, pinky, <laughs> the judge is like, pinky promise. It's <laughs> like, I, I pinky um, promise. I, I, with his big old masculine pinkies jesus yeah whenever that's what's so funny about it because i remember whenever i saw them with under oath he was super skinny he was scrawny and i don't know what happened but he just i think he just injected some stuff one day and he's like yep he's like this this is what i'm about now i'm about christian metal and steroids weights (laughs) and lifting weights lifting weights for christ oh my god so Um, um when did uh, so when did before I die start? Who was like the? I know you were like one of the founding members, right? You know, I wish I could say that, but I actually joined them when they were already a formed group. Oh, they were, what? Yeah, uh, you remember Genesis? I Moscone? do. Yes, dude, I love Genesis. I haven't seen her in so long. She hey, was like geez. a yeah, dude. She was really cool. She was in the band as a as a female vocalist with Gus. Yep, I remember um, the first time we saw her. Well, the first time we saw Before I Die, she was in the band still. Yep. I remember we, we tried that whole dynamic of a, of a chick singer. It was, it was cool. We, we did it. We can say, hey, we did it. But when I joined, uh, Venture was still in the band. 
I replaced their drummer called Alex Alexis Gonzalez, and they called him Butt Brush for some weird reason. Uh-huh. I don't think I why they called him Butt Brush, but uh, I joined them, and I was still in a band. I was in a band at the time called For Yesterday's Dreams. Huh. And I think I just saw that that band was kind of going the way I didn't want it to go, so I joined Before I Die, and then from there we, I think it's not too long after I joined, we made an EP with Alex Best. And the rest is kind of history. Yeah, since then. Yeah, I remember you guys had you guys had you guys played a lot of shows. You guys did some tours too, huh? Yeah, we toured with. Um, it was this band that was coming up on Rise. They were called Oak Guardian, and mm. I remember it was our first tour, and that was probably one of the worst tours because uh, they didn't want to play house shows. I guess they were so cool to not play house shows. So yeah. um, most of the. Most of the venues on that bill or on that, that whole bill, yeah, were, were house shows. And they, I remember we talked to the promoter, such a sleazy dude, I can't remember his name, but he was like, yeah, uh, it's just you guys. Uh, they're not going to, oh, <clears throat> out of like the the seven or ten dates or something on that tour, they were only going to play like two or three because they were The Rock, Soma in San Diego and some other venue in uh, Las Cruces. Right. Like, fuck, so we doing a majority of this? by ourselves and just hope we get a draw and that was oh shit but it was fun it was it was a really good learning experience i think we we met some really cool people along the way man really fun yeah i think uh i think fwf played with you guys at the at the rock with oguardian yeah i remember they didn't show up ah i think you're right yeah dude i know but I mean, that band didn't go far, so it's, it's, it's just one of those things where you're like, man, if you, if you really might have come out to these house shows, you maybe could have got a better following, or you could have, you know, you could have been better, but... Exactly, but yeah. hey, that's that, and then you guys you guys had fucking some shit go on with, um, what was it, Man, not Mantooth, um, Brutal Tooth or something like that? We were signed for a little bit, and that was one of those schemes that was like, oh man, uh, get your band signed, put your music out. Well, we'll I guess he was going to help us tour. His name was Josh Giles. Yeah. He was, I guess, the president of Mant- or Brutal Tooth Records. Yeah, something like that. And, like, for a while, the promotion was really good, but when it was time for us to go out and play shows and tour, it was like, we didn't get any support. And then, after a while, like, it, it, it got real sleazy. I think we gave him a bunch of money and so it was, again, one of those dumb lessons where you have to learn, like, oh, man, I really have to check someone's background and see if they are who they are. And Can't the trust everybody. Can't trust these hoes. Yeah, I remember, like, they would do some, they would do some interesting Facebook promotion, like, share, the, share this and tag three bands and like our page, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those were some interesting days. And then... Fun. What? fun time yeah we've got we got fucked over too by some people but you know again that is just a lesson you got you got to kind of learn how that happened uh we got fucked over by um by the victor and his little company yeah they just like um i don't know if they started some rumors it was like some bullshit rumor drama that was going on between fwf and like 
bands that we were playing with, or so they made it seem. So then it was like that. And then towards the end, you know, we played unreliable shows, and uh, we... I ended up, like, losing 200 or 100 bucks to him because he never fucking gave me the shirts that I was trying to get from him. But, you know, learning lesson. Exactly. But it just sucks. It sucks that that's the way it has to work. And then it's almost like there's this cloud over... Because I'm sure you guys used to be friends. Yeah. You know, well, not so much friends, but we did work together. And it was cool to, like, be working with someone from, you know, the area you're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Sad and sad, but uh, I see. I haven't even heard from that dude or his. Like, I don't even. He doesn't even promote or anything anymore. Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I. I think I still follow him. I might have just stopped following him. Either way, I, I know he doesn't promote or do anything. I think the last thing that he was gonna do was like this big festival, which shit out, and was nothing. Yeah, that's yeah, usually the way it goes, man. But you know, hey, you live and you learn, and sometimes people fuck you over, and sometimes you fuck people over. Exactly. Yeah, no, and you're right. Um, but when did uh, when did before I like what brought before I die to an end? Ah, uh, you know, man, I think a lot of it was just the future of where we were going as individuals. You know, yeah. at the time, um, Gus was teaching. Joe had a really good job with uh, the city of Douglas. Uh, Dustin was kind of back and forth, and now I think he's gearing up to leave to the Air Force. And me, I, you know, at the time, dude, I did not know what I was going to do. Like, when Before I Die kind of lapsed, and then I found Safe So Simple for a little while, and I did that whole thing. I then I didn't know you like, drummed for Safe So Simple for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I was drumming for them for a little bit. That was a really cool experience. And then we waited a long time until a few years before Dustin, Dustin had all these ideas in his head and we, we were thinking like, well, are we going to come back as before I die or is this going to be something, you know, completely different? He, uh, a lot of what this new EP or LP or record is, is just moving on and just growing kind of like what we were talking about earlier, just growing as people and just maturing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Dustin's doing a majority of the writing. Him and Gus have been working mostly on what they're doing uh, as far as lyrics. Uh, just, I just show up, I hear some demos, and I play drums. Hell so yeah, cool. dude. That's fucking awesome. I'm excited to hear it's all nice. this new stuff. It's been a long time. It's been a, it feels like a long time. I've, I've certainly gained, like I told you, a lot of weight. The guys <laughs> yeah. are working hardcore, and I'm just here eating tortilla chips every day. <laughs> fucking tortilla chips and salsa. Dude, that'll get you. Yeah. Those will get you. And you think like, oh, I'm not eating that much, but when you're like half a bag in and half the can of salsa is gone, you're like, oh, shit. I think I've ate a lot. So I know that like, uh, so was it in the downtime of Before I Die and this new project here after that, um, that you got a drum sponsorship? It was actually before, man. I think I was in Say So Simple at the time. All and right. Yeah, I found SJC Custom, and I had always looked up to SJC Custom, and then I got one of their acrylic custom kits, and I started repping them, and I did that for a while, and then I think it was about 2016, 17, where I was um, 
I was I started working for them, so I still do that today. Right on. And, and um, do you? So where are they based out of? They're based out of Southbridge, Massachusetts. Oh, so, so do you, you do like uh, like marketing and stuff? Marketing, and I I, uh, I, I, I shouldn't. The word scout isn't cool, but I, I do look for drummers who are in up and coming bands, and I see where their opportunities are, and I say, well, I mean. I, I hit up the drummers and just tell them, you know, they're really good opportunities with SJC because not only do we promote the music, but they, in a sense, if something were to happen to you on a road where you need a drum or something, we'll try our best to help. Yeah. If you need spare parts or anything like that, we're going to be there 100%. That's really fucking awesome, dude. It's nice, yeah. It's nice. So I, I found a company that was really cool, man. They took me in like family and it was... It's a lot I can say for other drum companies out there because uh, I I, play, I I wanted to get sponsored by a, a huge company back in the day and yeah. did all the EPK and the resume stuff and it didn't work out and like it was based on like record sales and I was like dude I don't even think we sell re- I don't even think we sell records I think we yeah. just but uh, I found SJC and it was amazing it was an amazing opportunity. Um. And you, you've like they've done. Some, I see that you've got to do some pretty cool shit for them. Like you've got to meet some cool bands and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I've, I've, and it's, it's something that I'm so blessed for because um, our boss Mike is, is he he goes above and beyond to help people out and um, just get really great opportunities. I remember I. Uh, I was invited to NAM to kind of uh, promote some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I met uh, Trey Cool, Jay Weinberg from Slipknot. It was one of those things where you, uh, you just keep your mouth wide like, open. Yeah. You're like, so fuck. Shit. Yeah. And then I was able to get in and meet uh, Circus Survive and their drummer, Steven. And I remember going back to the story I told you about. I was. Uh, I was chilling around with that buddy, Josue Lopez, and we'd all talk about Circus Survive. We love Circus Survive, man. Remember when we talk about, like, oh, man, if they're ever around, we got to go see Circus Survive. Hell yeah, let's do it. And we never got that chance, sadly. And for me to go and see them play a lot of the old songs that me and my buddy talked about, I, I, I cried like a baby, dude. I shed tears, and it was it was one of those things where it was, it was the closest feeling of him being next to me more than anything. Dang, that is truly emotional. Yeah, yeah, man. It was. It, it's thinking about it now. It, it. Yeah, it's 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 a little crazy. Yeah. I got that opportunity thanks to SJC, and I can't thank those dudes enough for it. That's fucking awesome. And and I, you've got a a symbol. Right, so, do you work for the symbol company? Are you sponsored by the symbol company? Both. Both. What's the symbol company's name? I forget. I, I so they're called Legato Symbols, and they're out of California. What is it called? Legato. Legato. Huh. Yeah. I met Carlos uh, at NAM this past year, and I checked out some of his stuff, and it was amazing. And, you know, I, I offered any help I could get or any help I could give to the company, and we worked out a deal. And I do the same thing for Legato that I do for SJC now. Fucking awesome. And truly, truly blessed in, in a lot of ways to not only, you know, further myself and what I'm doing, but help other drummers along the way, man. 
Exactly. You know, you're a man of, obviously you're a man of uh, of the drums. You know, you, your family comes from drums. Yeah. You know, I was actually more curious about, you know, what how you got started. Because I remember when I met you guys in FWF and I saw you guys live, there was so much emotion and so much physicality that you guys put into your set. And, you know, go, going to Sam Manuel, I was like, you know, where, where are you guys... I'd never been to San Manuel yeah. until that day. And to see you guys live there and put everything you guys do into your music, being from such a small place, I wondered, you know, like your background. Oh, uh, we so for me, it was just, we start like, I don't know, I've always just been into music as a kid. I was super into music. And then uh, me and Efren grew up on the same street, so we were friends, and we just like got into like the idea of wanting to make music. So me and Efren made music for um, like a, a long time, just like him on guitar and me singing, and then it evolved to like him on electric guitar, me singing, and then my little brother playing the drums, and that was our first band, Armadas. And then we, um, oh, Armadas, yeah, yeah. So then after Armadas, we, well, during Armadas, we met up with Zach and the original bass player for FWF1 because they were in another band called Switching Tides. And we, like, ended up, like, me and Efren ended up jamming with Zach and Juan one day, and then we ended up, like, really hitting it off with them. And it was just, it was cool, you know, we were... That I I feel like FWF was uh, what really pushed us to take a more serious step towards music. Because it was just fucking, you know, you know, you come from a, a rather small town too, you know. Sometimes it just sucks not being able to do shit. Yeah, exactly. It's weird because I feel like I think we see the same problem where you know kids don't know what to do, so they they look towards like heavy drugs. Yeah. Like it happens, and there are friends that you know you don't see anymore. Exactly. Yeah. You do lose some people. Yeah, yeah. But Crazy. yeah, that's life, and that's what's cool about music is you know music has kept kept us on a pretty straight path. Yes, oh, it has. Because you know you always want to better your music, and you know you gotta put time into your music. And that time spent making music is a lot better than just being reckless and careless and really not doing anything. Yeah. Well, you're, you're 100% right. You know, and coming and moving to Bisbee, I see that there's, there's a lot of bluegrass here. There's a lot of country. Yeah. And I to it, man. I can't. I, I, I really want to play metal. Oh. Yeah. You're, st- you're stuck listening to all this bluegrass. Yeah, and then all these, like, uh, I don't even know what to call it, man. It's like crazy EDM, industrial EDM that some of the artists will play. And yeah. Just, yeah, because Bisbee's a real, like, art-influenced town. Yeah, yeah, didn't you, you, you were a barista, right, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it was fun for a while, man. But barista. Now, but now you're a banker. I'm a banker. I don't know, I don't know how. Oh, I ended up here, man, but it's the way life. Life's, life's a strange trip. Yeah. And then congrats, man. I never got to fully congratulate you 
and your wife on the marriage. Oh, thank I you. Saw, saw pictures of the wedding and looked amazing. Thank you, thank you. Hey, man, how's that? How's all that going? Like, how's the married life compared to dating? So compared to what? Compared to like the dating that you guys like, do you see? Do you see any changes with the label now being married, or is it kind of the same thing? Oh well, it's definitely more serious. Yes. And every, everything is more together now. You know, it's like we're all we're we're definitely one. We're in this together. As the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, are you uh, are you engaged or is are I'm you, engaged. you're engaged? Right on. That's fucking awesome, dude. Congrats. Yeah. And you got yeah, a, a kid coming. Yeah, I got a little boy coming, just like Efren, dude. I remember Efren and his wife announced their baby right after mine, and I was like, dude, like, I think our kids are, are like, maybe going to be a month, month and a half apart. Yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. Two two drummer babies. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming yep. you're going to teach oh. your kid the drums. We're praying I can, man. We're hoping. I, I'm just hoping I can give him a stick as soon as he pops out in the hospital. And just like, just, here, he's buddy. already beating. That'd be fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, you know, I I was remembering that I listened to yours and Efren's episode on my way to to my to my music video shoot. Oh, right on, dude. I remember laughing so hard. I can't remember what Efren was talking about. I think it was. I I think it was your guys' background and how like everything came about. Because I remember, I think. Was it you or Efren that said your first show was Blink? Oh, it was both of our first show. Yeah, oh my god, dude. And was that like a KFMA day or was it No, that was back whenever, so it was like Blink-182's first show back in Arizona after they got back together. What year was that? It was like 2009 in Tempe at Tempe Beach Park. They played with like Amberlin and... Fallout. Wow. They played with Fallout Boy before Fallout Boy decided to do the blink. Yeah, dude, Fallout Boy. So like, I'll I'll try to jam Fallout Boy's new stuff in hopes that it, I can hear a little bit of that like punk. Yeah. Name. How does it work? No, no, it doesn't. How do you feel about touring with um with Lil Wayne right now? I thought uh, I thought he dropped off. No, he didn't. I think they said he was staying on for the whole thing. But I saw that video where Lil Wayne's like, uh, this, not, this my my swag. Swag. <laughs> "Not my swag, not my swag." I'm not used to playing in a small show of seven thousand people. Be like, "Yeah, man, there wasn't enough people here, and they were all like waiting for Travis and his crew to come out." Nah, whenever I whenever I saw that, I wasn't too surprised because after reading Travis Barker's book, I started to realize, like. That Travis Barker is definitely super influenced by the hip hop scene and all that. Yes, as a drummer, there's so much. I I feel like as a drummer, you listen to hip hop and you can see how far the expectations can go, and you can listen to a beat. You can like, like Travis Barker, dude. He, his chops are amazing. Right. And on beat and just make that. He can elevate that beat or that song. Like ten times. Exactly. Exactly. I remember whenever Travis Barker was like doing those remixes to um, like crank Boy. that Soldier Boy. God, that went. Dude, I have to have close to like a billion views like worldwide. Yeah. But. Uh, what? 
I remember when that came out, and that was all over MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. MySpace. Those MySpace days. Those were crazy times. Dude, that was, that was back in the Sceny Weenie days, dude. I remember that. Like, remember your top eight songs that you can... <laughs> yeah. You had, your, you had your top eight songs, and then you had your, like, top ten friends. Yeah. yeah. I remember... A drama that started. Dude. Oh, dude, it did. That's and like it's such a, a prominent thing. It, I guess it happened to everybody everywhere. Because mm-hmm. I was talking girl- about it. The, the girlfriend at the time always had to be number one. Right. That's so <laughs> so <laughs> lame now and cringy no, that you think no. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, do you remember any? Of, you had a MySpace, right? Yes, of course I did. I, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember any of the top eight songs? Uh, it, was, I, it was probably one of them was probably like an armor for sleep song and then like oh. some Aiden song I don't know it was like really dark horror emo kind nice. of music yeah I think I had like two gorilla songs on mine nice I, I had a feel good ink for sure if I was just listening to that song oh my gosh I, I think it comes on the radio and it's one of those songs that you can't really like turn off like, oh, I remember, I, remember like, certain I remember this song this song, remember the video? Is like I remember when the video dropped. It was like, whoa, this is, this is crazy. Yeah, Gorillas is just a fucking crazy group. Yeah, and they have a lot more rappers joining them now. Yeah, exactly. It's put up a whole live show now, which is crazy. They've got so there's been so much progression with them. It's gnarly. Yeah, it's really cool, and they're like multi-millionaires by now with everything they're selling. I know, fucking luckies, motherfuckers. What's going on with you and music? What are you up to? Um, well, Toilet's got some new stuff in the works. We're gonna um, we're gonna be working on another. Um, I think we're gonna do another EP of like four or five songs, maybe six. And then we've just honestly been just kind of leading up to this third album that we have planned out in our head. Do you, do you plan on any? Certain producers yet, or is it something? Um, well, we're not sure. We went to Cali um, for the last EP, and we're not sure if we're gonna do it again. Efren's been working with um, this dude in Tucson um, for Sucker for the Sour, so we might give that dude a shot. See what, see what he's all about. Um, I, not at the moment. We've just uh, we've just recently started talking about how we should record a single soon because it's been like a while since we've released some music. So yeah, I'll probably release a single soon. Um, but at the moment, we're not like in any rush. That's always the best place to be, though, when you're not in a rush and you can just you know what we feel like going in and we'll do it. Exactly. Um, you guys, what about you guys? Do you guys have any uh any planned release time? Then the music video should be done within the next month. All right, right on. So it's kind of you guys, you guys are just kind of waiting for the music video, and then you're gonna drop the song with the music video. Yes. Yeah. Fuck and yeah. then we'll, we're gonna drop a song with the music video. Probably wait and then see what. Probably pick a certain single off of this new LP, and then just put that out there, and then maybe play a show or two. I don't think we're looking to play much live. Right on. You guys are just more of like a recording band yeah well yeah and then considering uh i know justin has plans for the air force and then you know you know all that good 
Yeah, yeah, I know that shit goes. Can't can't be filling in another guitar player. Oh, I don't even think we'll find another one. I don't even know if I don't even know if they still exist in Douglas. <laughs> it's tough finding fucking musicians in small towns, bro. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna sell my soul and play some Caritos. Just start go join some uh, folk rock band or some bluegrass. Yeah, I'll play those big. Mexican bandas. Oh, fucking shit. That'd be gnarly. Go, go start playing some quinceañeras, man. Dude, make the real money. Hey, you would make some real money. Have a cooler full of beer and just be like, I know that there's probably a bunch of beer here, but hey, this beer is cheaper. Yep, Modelo time, fool. F- fucking Modelo time. <laughs> some carne sada, dog. Fucking hey, man. Well, um... We're pretty we're pretty far in, so I, I think this is a good point to end it. We oh, talked we talked about some, some good stuff. Yeah, I got some I got some shit going on later. So what's up with the show? Like, what do you? Um, I saw. What, what's the location of the show? Uh, it's on Fourth Ave in Tucson. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bar that we've played at a couple times. Always a good time, and then it's Saturday, dude. You're gonna have a good crowd. That's what we're hoping. We're playing kind of late. We go on at eleven. That's perfect. I mean, that's when all, you know, it's when everyone's out there. I've been thinking that. I'm just like, man, yeah. I'm going to be fucking tired. Yeah, dude, just drink one of those cool dad monster energies. Oh, my goodness. No, I'd have to drink Bang because it's the new. Uh, it's the that's the new, new creatine. Huh? Yeah, Bang makes me feel like I'm on crack. I don't like that shit. I think there's creatine in it. Yeah. I think that's all. That's just, that's just gnarly. Like, why the fuck would you want to drink that shit? Just be really angry on stage. He's like, hey, leave me alone. I haven't had my fucking bang today. <laughs> oh, man. So what time are you guys heading out to that? Because you'll probably set up a little before. So Yeah, uh, the music starts at 8, so we'll probably be there around like 7, 30 or 8. You know, uh-huh. something like that. And, and I'm, doing a, I'm doing a podcast in like an hour or so after this. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing one with uh, Gabe from The Endless Pursuit. I don't know if you know him. Oh yeah, God, I remember The Endless Pursuit. Yeah, so I'll be doing a, a podcast with him after this. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm really stoked that you're doing this. By the way, I'm really oh. stoked that someone's doing this, especially like just hearing a lot of the local cats in in Tucson here. You know, you're helping them tell their stories. And- yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad you did it. Thank you for having me on. Oh, no, thanks for being on. And um, definitely got to get you up here into the actual office. No, we will. Yeah, for sure. I'm thinking, if anything, you know, maybe I'll just be like, I'll ask you, Gus, and Joe, if you guys just want to come up, and I'll I'll knock three podcasts out. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm more than up for that, dude. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you for being on this, man. Thanks for for letting Thanks for doing this, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yo, and uh, when CF and I give him some hugs and kisses. Oh, I will. I will. Dude, awesome. Thank you. All right, man. Well, you take it easy. I'll talk to you later, buddy. You too. Good luck tonight. All right. Thank you, man. Later. Later. All right. There you go. That's the podcast with Raymond Alvarez, one of the coolest cats I know from Douglas. There's probably some technical difficulties during that episode, you know, the the volume might be a little whack and my phone call might have broke a little bit, but overall I think it was a really good episode and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening.
Be sure to subscribe and rate on whatever you're listening to this on. If you want to find more information, follow 85631productions on Facebook. That's 85SIX31 Productions. You can also follow us on Instagram at 85SIX31. We're also on YouTube, Transistor.fm. We're all over the place. Thanks for listening. Take it easy.